Hey, buddy, do you like to swing? Come with me. You're listening to Emma Claire, the best of all things swinging at Prohibition Radio. Radio, 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 radio. I'm Emma Claire, and you're listening to the Prohibition Radio Show. This is the third instalment of our brand new interview series, and this month it is the turn of French producer. Prolita. Now, if you're not familiar with Prolita, he successfully crosses over into the hip-hop and electro-swing scenes, combining both genres for his signature sound that has earned him respect across the board. He's released numerous EPs and worked with some of the biggest names in the business, from Chinese Man uh, to Boogie Belgique, the list goes on. So I am super excited to welcome him to the Prohibition Radio Show. That's all for me, and I shall have you over now to Nanook and Prolita. What's that you say? You gotta turn on the radio. Okay. You got to listen to Prohibition Radio with Emma Claire. You got to listen to Prohibition Radio with Emma Claire. Bonjour, Ben. Hey, Chris. How are you? I'm good, thank you, sir. How are you? Yeah, yeah, I'm fine. That's my first time on Zoom, actually. So I'm like, okay, uh, how does it work? <laughs> okay, but, yeah, uh, I'm fine. I'm fine right now. You found it perfect. Thank you for taking oh. the time to talk to us. I know you're busy. You're welcome, man. You're welcome. Starting from the top, for the fans that may be new to your sound and, and you as an artist, tell us a little yeah. bit about where you're from and how your Prolita project started okay okay um i'm from uh, toulouse in the south of france and proletaire started about 10 years ago um i've been um, for the first part of my life i've been a guitar player and i uh, gradually uh, switched to production and uh, you know uh, home studio stuff uh, beat making yeah and uh, by the end of the the year 2000 i was uh, i was a bit as a, at a turning point in my life and and so uh, i don't know how explain how to explain uh, the birth of it, it yeah. it's been one of my life goal at some point to release um, i had some classics in my head like uh, rgd2 deadwinger like introducing by shadow Oh, and, good album. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And at some point in my life, I, I made a promise to myself to, you know, uh, be able to make some uh, this kind of music and release it, you know, uh, at least for me to say, okay, man, you you made it and and now you can go on with your life. But things turned pretty pretty cool for me uh, because when I released my my first EP. Um, I was able to to quit uh, working a regular job. I was able to live by my music and be a full time producer. So you know, it changed my life in so many ways. Uh, if, even if I'm not a major artist, you know, I'm nothing but an independent uh, niche artist. But as far as I know, um, that's uh, that's uh, you know, that's uh, a lucky life. Yeah. So your first EP that was Curses from Past Times. Mm. Yeah, exactly. That's it. And you you put that out yourself, didn't you? That was that wasn't on a record label, so that was like no, your no, passion no. project. 
Yeah, that's it. That's it. Uh, and by this by this time, I was still working. You know, I was a factory worker, and you know, uh, so it was uh, a complete uh, complete change uh, change of life. That's it. I can imagine. I can imagine big change of life. <laughs> the um, your website describes you as old school swing, jazz, heavy hip hop. Is that is that yeah. what you describe yourself as? Because some people use the new sort of like swing. Um, and lo-fi people are using those terms yeah mostly people use the electro swing actually you know uh, yeah not, not that i like it so much but uh, as far as people are, are, are happy with it i can complain um there's been a, a time when i used to to fight about against it you know like uh, <laughs> no <laughs> no man i come from uh, i am from a hip-hop background i consider myself as a beat maker and yeah. and so being called an electro swing producer at first it was like a bit of uh, of uh, a punch in the chin for me but but in the end I, some some friend of mine i was um, talking about this with, with him uh, one day and he told me man what are you what are you complaining you know people like your music that's uh, the most important uh, of it all so whenever whatever they want to call it it doesn't matter. And I was like, yeah, man, you're right. So, I mean, yeah, myself, I think I can, uh, you know, uh, I can deny that most of my stuff is swing, uh, jazz. Uh, mostly it is influenced by, 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 by this genre. So that's okay. Uh, if you want to call it electro swing, if you want to call it, uh, call it swing up, if you want to call it uh, jazzy pop, uh, I, I don't think I fit so much in the lo-fi scene because <laughs> actually I think most of the producers in the lo-fi scene uh, uh, look down on me. But, you know, anyway, I'm like, uh, I'm uh, in between. So, so and, I'm... Uh, and you're happy with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I, I, I am, now I am happy with, I am in peace with that now, you know? Yeah, for <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. So... With your Facebook and all your imagery on your albums, we see a lot of like graffiti influence, you know, with your logo. And yeah, sure. I, I mean, I've been to France lots of times. I appreciate there's like a big street culture and urban culture within the cities. Yeah. And you've sort of mentioned you feel like you came from a hip hop scene, which is obviously like big street culture. Tell us a little bit about the French scene as a whole, how it all fits together. Is that a big influence overall, do you think? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, definitely, definitely. It it, uh, it had uh, a huge impact on uh, over me. Um, I was a metalhead actually. Just uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Till my my twenties, I was a metalhead. So, so it was a big change when I I discovered at some point we uh, I could make music in a, in a different way. You know, by being. Um, a one-man instrument, a one-man orchestra, uh, you know, uh, discovering yeah. home studio samplers and stuff, and and most of most of all, discovering uh, how hip hop was made because it was nothing but abuse to me at some point. Mm. And when I um, when I fell into that, it was such a major discovery for me as a musician, you know, because I was like, man, man, I, I can be, you know, I can be third instrument by myself. I can be, you know, like, uh, it was uh, fulfilling uh, some kind uh, of dream. Uh, some, yeah, it was pretty much uh, of a dream for me. 
So like yeah, definitely. But to answer di- directly your question, yeah, sure. Street culture uh, is the part of me. I don't come from the street, but I I embrace the culture, and you know, I I made my way into it because I have uh, a lot of friends that are graffiti artists. A lot mm. of other friends are also into hip hop, being a producer, being uh, MCs or whatever. But most of my uh, my dear friends are in the graffiti scene, and we at some point we have been uh, obsessed by uh, boom bap, by uh, you know uh, uh, street culture, slang, uh, uh, imagery, and uh, clothes and everything that. Uh, yeah, belong to, to, the, to the street culture. So, so yeah, 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 definitely uh, something big for me. And you've also taken a lot of influence from, you know, the classic old jazz and swing from before our generation. Do you yeah. think it's an equal influence or do you always come back to more modern stuff or do you always go back to older stuff first? Um, I mean, uh, I wouldn't oppose the two, you know. Because yeah. for for me it it is such um, um, it is the, the two sides of the same coin actually you know because w- when you're a producer you know, I actually uh, I start being into the jazz and swing uh, culture you know uh, music at least uh, thanks to the to the hip hop thanks to the street culture because I was not so much of a jazz head uh, at first but. When you start being a producer, you obviously you 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 made your way digging uh, all the records, you know, going to um, thrift, thrift shops and and digging for whatever you can uh, you can find for for <laughs> so cheap money, yeah, yeah. And um, and once I get into that, you know, by sampling, I discovered uh, all the jazz music from before, and I fell in love with it and. Now, I, I, yeah, I, I think I can consider myself as a, as a jazz enthusiast, you know, at least, because I have many references. I have searched so many records in my basement uh, that are mostly swing and jazz, uh, you know, uh, from swing and jazz. Yeah, yeah. And so, uh, yeah, yeah, def- definitely. But I, I wasn't at first. So the hip-hop may, made me fed into it. So, um but once I uh, I discovered it, I was like, man, man, that, that's, that's such amazing music. Uh, that's so um, deep and rich, you know? Yeah, for sure. With the modern hip-hop, I mean, what was influencing you at the time that you discovered it? Was it people, you know, was it American scene? Like, you know, yeah. big, big producers like Premier and, or was it more <laughs> people, or was it more people local to yourself? Uh, I, yeah, at first, yeah. Of course, it is uh, the masters of the of the you know master producers. Like you said, it Primo is a big influence for me, um, as well as uh, at some point you know in the early years. I mean, because I know this is this is a touchy issue now. But Kanye West has been a big influence yeah. on me. Um, uh, Pete Rock, of course, you know. But uh, all the masters of the scene, and yeah, yeah, mostly I, I came to it. Uh, by them, by the big names, and then in um, in the second time, I was I discovered more of a local scene, um, and the first one I'd like to quote uh, because it's from my hometown, and and at some point, yeah, when I was starting to to grow the Proletech, uh, Proletaire project, 
And, uh, you know, and I was thinking, okay, man, I want to do things, but, you know, I want to do things the right way. I want to make something I'm proud of. And, and uh, you know, I, I, at this moment, I wasn't even in my um, thinking about making a career or whatever. I was just thinking about making some good music and something, I, uh, you know, like you, you made a piece of work and you're like, okay, I'm, I'm happy uh, I have done that. So, yeah. And uh, so in the proletaire early, early years, um, Altarba, which is a beat maker, French beat maker from Toulouse, from my hometown, was a big influence on me because he was, you know, he was close to me. And I was like, okay. And he was such, um, oh yeah, he was, he's such a good beat maker. I mean, he's, uh, he's got a very particular style, uh, very rough, very uh, unclean. That was my entry at some point in the more local scene. I think it's good to have a balance of influences. Obviously, with the large producers like, you know, Primo, RZA, they are very, sure. very good and they're a big influence, but they are from a different culture, really. Obviously, still hip-hop, but the hip-hop over there is very different to, you know, your, sure, your, your friends in the same city who are maybe, they've not got the budget, yeah. they've not got the reach, you know, they're just doing <laughs> their thing. Yeah, sure. So, just swinging back to something that we were discussing before, we started this interview yeah. um, for the people that are interested uh, in an update. Last year, you posted on Facebook about having some ongoing challenges, clearing some samples that you'd used in your productions. Yeah. Now, for those that are interested, have you got an update on that situation? Uh, yeah, actually, uh, I have one. And I, I apologize to the people who, because I made them aware of the situation and then I've, I've been. Uh, quite mute about it. Um, it's not uh, that I want to cover things. It's just uh, that I, uh, that made me take a step back from the, my social uh, network life, you know, at some point. Yeah. Yeah. But that being said, yeah, yeah. Actually, the, a deal was signed with the company involved in the, in the legal issues. And so it is pretty, pretty much done now. I'm, uh, I'm like, uh, I have the, the right and the authorization, the legal authorization to use the samples. Um, and so everything uh, is in order as far as I, as I know. That's, and that's it's, fantastic it's, news. It, yeah, yeah, that's really great news, but it's been, um, you know, it's been some process <laughs> because I have to hire a lawyer for the first time of my life. And I, uh, now that I have some kind of uh, distance about it and, you know, uh, time has passed, I'm like, okay, and I feel bigger as a beatmaker because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I've experienced it all, you know, at some point. I'm like, uh, okay, this was my first uh, major legal, uh, legal issues. I think... Uh, You've I learned something through the process. And yeah, exactly. That's what I, I want to say, yeah. Yeah, so you've learned something through the process, and, and I suppose it's good news for not just your fans and, and yourself for obviously having access to the music and being able to enjoy it, but it's good news in future because you now know a lot more about, you know, the situation that you're in, how to avoid it in future. And it's, it's good news for obviously that's Pralita, it. Pralita moving forward as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, that's it. In the end, the, the, the most important part is that I... Um, I am now ready to move forward with my music. And I think it's, uh, it is important for the upcoming producers uh, listening because the world 
is not going to stop because you have some kind of copyright claim or whatever. It can happen. And you, I mean, that's a fair game because, mm. okay, that's fine. I use the samples uh, for real and I didn't close them. So um, uh, mistakes on me, you know, my bad. I can I can deny I I've been uh, legally uh, at least I've been uh, it, it's it's been uh, a misuse so you you have to stay so remain confident in your music and and what you what you can do because at some point I was like I was feeling not 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 depressed and not uh, not the good word but I was feeling a bit um, you know like. Uh, um, how can Un, I say that? Un, unsure of what the future might hold. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I was yeah. being, you know, what what I'm gonna do with this situation? Uh, what yeah. what uh, what am I gonna do? How can I continue make making music the way I used to? Um, in this situation, so it's been a lot to process. And as that it's done, I think uh, you know, I think stronger as a beat maker because, and actually, a lot of uh, beat maker mates call me lately to say, "Okay, uh, man, uh, I would like some piece of advice because uh, some <laughs> guy asked me, you know, yeah, yeah, and and you can believe me, uh, I think I, I am now. It is quite safe to say I am a uh, uh, some old cat in the scene. Um, yeah." Yeah, because uh, I've been there for almost ten years, and I'm not the, the only one in this situation. A lot of uh, big producers can uh, can face such uh, you know such legal issues. So, so I've been giving advice, and I um, and I uh, am pleased to do that actually because I'm like, okay, okay, uh, that's good. I, I have the experience, you know, I, I've seen it. I've been there before, guys. So yeah, yeah. If I can help you, I will definitely be happy to. Do. Yeah. I respect that, man. That's that's very nice. I think um, y- you know that, that helps the scene as well because sometimes new DJs who or new producers who are only just starting out, they don't yeah. really they don't really think about the scene as a whole. They're just like thinking about their next EP or their next gig. And when you get sure. to this position of experience like yourself, you can then start giving back to the scene that supported you and, you know, and helping younger artists. I respect that, mate. Exactly. Exactly. You said it all. And, and actually I'm, I'm pretty happy, you know, in, in this world because I'm like, okay, uh, um, yeah, the, you can share some, some, something you, you've learned for the years. And when you started from, from the bottom, you know, being uh, just by yourself, and you grew into the scene, and yeah, yeah. Actually, that, that's one of the good things. I, I don't want to, you know. Um, we're not all friends. We're not uh, all, uh, you know. Uh, we don't get along. All all producers don't get along together. But at least what I can say from my experience in, in France and in mostly in European uh, area, because I've been, uh, you know, connected to uh, a lot of uh, the producers in Greece. Uh, which is a country was a really nice scene. Yeah. And anyway, um, w- what I want to say is that, yeah, yeah, for the years I, I settled into the scene. I made a lot of, uh, you know, I met a lot of new people, uh, producers and people around them. And for the most, for the most part, it is, you know, everyone is connected and okay. Some people, uh, oh, 
you never like everyone, you know, you know that, but uh, at least there's some kind of um, people are pretty cool in this scene, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. say it simply. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm I'm really sorry, guys, for my English. You know, I try my best. Uh, your Eng- your English is better than my French. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks for that. But you know, uh, okay. Hey, buddy, do you like to swing? Come with me. You're listening to Emma Claire, the best of all things swinging that prohibition radio. radio. With obviously the situation in Europe, with quite a lot of countries being locked down, everyone's had gigs cancelled. Myself, yeah. I'm assuming yourself, the whole scene has been impacted. Um, sure, man. But this has also come at a time whereby you've had a bit of a weight taken off your shoulders with the, the legal challenges. So you're like in a position now where, you know, are you going to be producing more? How are you going to be filling your time? Are you going to be taking the opportunity to catch up with family or are you going to be in the studio what what can people expect of you in the next couple of months yeah definitely you, you can expect from me i uh, uh, some new music because i think it's pretty safe to say i will not be touring uh, till at least uh, september in france and for the other countries for and touring abroad is, isn't an option uh, till uh, to 2021, I think. So yeah, so, I think so too. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, okay, um, let's uh, get to it and uh, you know and try to 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 get the better out of the situation. So yeah, yeah, definitely. I am. Uh, I already been producing a lot of stuff. I have. I have uh, some. Something, uh, some stuff cooking right now. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I, okay, I, I think I, I can say it actually. I might be releasing uh, um, some kind of a beat tape. No, not uh, um, typical, uh, not a regular or classic uh, proletaire project, but you know, something more like uh, in the format uh, closer to a, beat, to a beat tape. Oh, and, uh, yeah, 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 and actually, it, it will be released by uh, an American label, uh, which is called Future Archive Records, and they are you can know them maybe for their work. They they've been released uh, releasing the the latest project of uh, Blockhead. Oh, you know? fantastic! Which is, which is uh, if we talk about influence, uh, is obviously an influence for me. And so that's pretty cool to be uh, next to him in the roster. I've got this. I've been um, mostly, for the most part, uh, last year and until now, I've been doing remixes for a lot of different artists, uh, going from Boogie Belgique uh, to uh, the French guy, Super Chill. I am now remixing another French, uh, French rapper. I have uh, a remix for an upcoming uh, English singer. She's uh, she's not very in the same style as me, so that's a bit of a um, clash of the culture. <laughs> I, I, I can say <laughs> that was uh, that was interesting to to know to to challenge myself uh, trying to to make um, to 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 remix something that is not very close to to my scene. Yeah, I, I like so, that because that that pushes you as a producer as well, doesn't it? You know, you have to think of yeah. new ways around different challenges and. 
Exactly, and, and it's pretty exciting because you you know you're like okay, I know how to make some uh, instrumental hip hop, but you know I don't really know because I never done it uh, till then how to mix uh, some kind of uh, electro pop uh, English singer. So I'm like okay, um, not really my 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 stuff, but yeah yeah. I this can is try exciting. I think I think uh, I think your fans are going to be really really excited to hear that because that sounds like you say very different to. The traditional prolita. So, talking about new projects, I think on YouTube maybe two or three weeks ago, there was oh, a yeah. uh, the Badass Girls collaboration. Sure, sure, sure. Man. And that yeah. was with like a lot of like uh, live instruments. And was that just yeah. was that a group of your friends, or how did that all come to to happen? Just before the um, the lockdown and the coronavirus, shit, we were working uh, on a new. On a new stage project with all these people you you see you you see in the video, yeah. And and the idea was like to to go deeper into the uh, the approach of uh, proletaire as an, uh, a, a live band. Yeah. Nice. So yeah, yeah. So we were we were actually working on a one and a half the long set uh, with uh, the musicians, so a trombone player and a saxophone player. Plus the, uh, the MC that you can hear on the on the, the badass video, and and we were supposed, you know, to record a, a one-off full set of uh, video and release it on YouTube, so so as to promote it and maybe uh, trying to to book shows uh, wide, uh, you know, all all over the world with it. So it was it was a bit of the of the year, uh, the challenge of the year for us. Yeah. And, um, so now we we are like okay uh, as we as we said before you know we're trying to find uh, another way to maintain the the band alive even if we can tour with it right now so I think we will be releasing more videos uh, of it you know we have uh, already another one in uh, in work nice and uh, and at some point maybe we will do more. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it was so. It was not supposed to be a one shot. It was really supposed to be um, a live project. You know, uh, we were hoping to tour with it. Oh, that's exciting! You know, and yeah. something that something to look forward to after the lockdown. You know, sure, everyone, sure, everyone's sure, going to sure. be excited to see that. I think <laughs> what struck me when I saw that on YouTube was your YouTube channel is pretty huge. You've got like. Thirty million views, hundred and fifteen thousand subscribers, and do you yeah. enjoy using YouTube as a way to get your music out? Is that your favorite social media? Uh, by now, it uh, it might be. Yeah, I'm uh, some kind of a shy person on the social network. You know, I I beware a bit of the social network at some point. You know, in my personal life, so I'm yeah. like okay, and and YouTube is. Um, from the beginning, for me, YouTube has been the the, the first uh, the first network where it happened for me. You know, the very first boost for my career happened in, on YouTube, and I think I have some kind of uh, gamer community following me, and they're pretty they're pretty because yeah. of some of the soundtrack. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because because yeah, because in the in the past years, my music has been used in so many gaming videos. You know. So I think I've become some some kind of um, of a classic stuff for 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 the gaming community on YouTube, and uh, this is a big community actually. I, I think yeah yeah I can say uh, YouTube is my is my favorite network. I like because it is you know very spontaneous. You can 
I, I get the, the feedback, uh, you know, like I release the track and then in the five next minutes, I, I already have uh, comments and feedback. And so it is, uh, it is very uh, exciting to release stuff on YouTube and myself for discovering uh, stuff. And uh, yeah, I am much more scrolling over YouTube than in Instagram or Facebook. Yeah, that's for yeah. sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same. I, I quite like it as a format as well. You know, like you say, it's different sure. things come together and... I like yeah, that. yeah. So on our Facebook page and on the Electro Swing group, we have a few fun questions. That okay, cool. <laughs> I like so that. There's a young man called Liam who asks, are there any more collaborations with Task Rock planned? Oh, okay. So um, I, Liam, and definitely, man, uh, I mean... Task Rock is my man, you know, we've been uh, working together all over these years. He's been one of my first, uh, one of the first MC who has been interested in working with me. And we develop, um, we develop over the years some kind of um, mutual respect connection, you know, that's, uh, that's very cool. And so we are nothing in the work, yeah, officially, but I, I think it's safe to say at some point, yeah, we'll be making more things together because... Uh, we we like uh, we like working together, and he's my man. You know, when I have um, when I made a new batch of beats of demo beats, <laughs> I, I, I'm you always sending them straight away. <laughs> sure, sure, sure. That's it. You know, he always uh, has them before anyone else. So. That's so, good. To hear. So Syed asks: um, After the lockdown, are there any plans to tour US or Canada? Yeah, man, I really hope so because uh, um, we talk about the, the live band project that's been on uh, yeah. on standby, you know, because of the virus. But definitely our main goal with this uh, this project was to tour uh, in uh, in America and in Canada. So as um, you know, in my life, I never I never been to, to America, actually. And I'm like, okay, man, that's such a shame you never went there. So I want to to perform as an artist at least once in the America, in the States. So yeah, 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 definitely. Um, this is one of my life achievements and I am going to stick to it. I want, I want to play in the US before my career is over, you know. So Syed, if you're listening, you need to keep your eyes peeled after the lockdown, mate, because you're going to make it happen. <laughs> exactly, exactly, because I, I want it so bad. So one way or another, it's going to happen. I know I, know I have such a strong... Uh, uh, feedback and support from the states uh, from the beginning, and it's still true today. I am, mm, I have much more um, support from the states than than France, actually. You know, you got uh, good global support. You got good global support, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, sure, sure. I mean, I, I can complain about it, uh, you know, because that's great anyway. But I'm like, when I see my stats in the in the US, I'm like, man, you, you definitely have something to do over there. So. And so, so yes, 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 that's a big yes. Fantastic, uh, fantastic. So yeah. Jonathan Shock asks, why the capital R in Prolita? Oh, yeah. <laughs> also, uh, at first it was just some kind of um, um, graphic uh, trick, you know, something. Uh, the, the, the first time uh, I, uh, I had uh, a logo made, it was a friend of me, uh, which is uh, French, but actually living in Montreal. 
and he's a graffiti artist. Uh, it is, he, he's called uh, Zbuon, if you, if you ask. S-B-U-O-N-E. And uh, he's a great artist and a good friend of mine um, from, from the, the college years. The first time we, we made the logo, I was like, okay, let's make this capital R because uh, we were thinking it was inter- interesting to see, um, you know, just visually. Yeah. And at some point, it became some kind of uh, signature, you know. Uh, okay, you, everyone, uh, everyone, <laughs> let's stay on board. But you no, know, most people know proletaire is written with a capital hair. And when people forget about it, actually, I am a bit uh, pissed, you know. So <laughs> like, man, you, you forget my, you know, to, to put the, the capital <laughs> And I'm, uh, you know, it pisses me off a bit, and so it's, don't forget it. It's now, it's now part of the uh, part of the Prolita package. <laughs> you have to take it all. Yeah. And, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. So what can I say? It was, um, you know, we were. I was just thinking it. It was cool to to write it uh, like that. And at some point, it was. Uh, it became. Uh, yeah, it became something uh, recognizable for the people for, to know it's about it. It's me, yeah. Nice, nice. We have a question in from Bob who asks, in April showers, your track, Yeah. if you're allowed to say, is the sample Ruth Etting or, Ch- or Teddy Joyce? Nope, my man. No, no, you got it uh, wrong. Neither. Wrong yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, oh, it's not the... You said, okay, either it is the Ruth Etting or... The Teddy Joyce. That's Teddy what you Joyce. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 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 That's definitely not. That's definitely not the first one. Okay. Okay. <laughs> that's, all I, that's all I am. I am able to say. <laughs> okay. Fantastic. Fantastic. Um, and this is a one last question from the fans. Yeah. When you're writing your productions, when you're making beats, yeah. do you build a song around a sample, or do you write a track and then find samples to fit? Uh, I would say nineteen percent of the time, yeah, I, I, I'm building my my uh, my track around the sample. You know, it can happen from time to time that I have some. I made a loop. Uh, I I made some kind of uh, guitar leaks or a loop with the road, the piano. Yeah. But most of the time, yeah, proletaire is definitely uh, sample based, uh, sample based music. You know, so. I think it's in the DNA of the project and not that I can write music, people. Yes, I can write music, actually. I don't know if I can write good music, but I can write music. <laughs> I, I, I've, I've been doing that for the first part, the first half of my, uh, of my life, being yeah. a guitar player, you know. But yeah, yeah, I like to manipulate samples, if you ask me. I like the sound of it. I like the tone. I like, uh, you know, what you can do about it. And it's just another way to to make music to create music and even if i am aware and and i i think i we could we can say that proletaire some um, some of my tracks are you you can call them remix remix track maybe yeah. but uh, at least i i try to be a good remixer but yeah to answer your question man mostly when i uh, when i'm writing or you know when i'm uh, making a beat a proletaire beat yeah, it's uh, it's all about the sample at first because you know, um, like I, I had to to have uh, the sparker uh, that's uh, that you can you can have sometime when you 
you chop a sample and you're like, oh, man, okay, yeah, yeah. And you got ideas flowing and, and inspiration coming from that. And that's something I really like. Nice. Yeah. Sorry if, I being, if I'm being too chatty, you know. Uh, no, I love it, mate. I love it. <laughs> find us on Facebook, whatever that is. Facebook.com, Prohibition MCR. Hello again. Yeah, Chris. <laughs> Perfect. The technology works. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's all about it. Because you know, if we, if we, if I have uh, no technology, I I can work, and I'm like so. Lockdown is going to be very very. Yeah, for sure. I mean, that actually is interesting. It leads on to one of my own questions after those fan questions. You've got this contrast between analog and digital, you know? Yeah. The processes that you use, there's a lot of sampling, there's a lot of modern technology, but then you also like to press onto vinyl and there's a lot of sort of analog influence is that something that you've done on purpose do you know, have, like having both of those sides sure definitely i need a lot it's a digital world uh, i hear that and i embrace it as well because you know i'm happy to have uh, such thing as a very powerful iMac and some uh, uh, software very powerful and easy to use uh, as Ableton or whatever you, you, you're using. No, but the possibilities are infinite. You know, it's a, yeah. it's a, it's something you can never go at the end of it. You know? So I'm like, okay, that's very cool. And I, I think I am actually, even if it's, uh, it hurts a bit to, to, to recognize it, but I'm more of a computer producer than a, and hardware producer, meaning I uh, started on on hardware, uh, old school samplers, uh, such. Uh, uh, my first one was a SP five hundred five. You know. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah, some kind of a cheap uh, MPC. Then uh, I had MPCs, but most of the most of my tracks have been produced with a computer. So I'm like, okay, so this technology. And, you know, some functions you can find in the uh, very recent uh, software uh, are life changers for producers. Uh, you, you have a gain of time. You have a gain of, you know, so much easier. And, you know, something you, you, you need, I don't know, one how to make on the MPC, you will yeah. do it in five minutes uh, on Ableton, you know. <laughs> So uh, I'm sorry, I, I, I'm being short. I'm being short. No, really. no, you carry on. You carry on. <laughs> For the people listening um, to my discharge, I, I can say it is a side effect of the lockdown, actually. You know, I didn't see so many people for the past two months and and i'm like okay i need to speak to people <laughs> it's, it's nice to talk it's nice to talk yeah yeah cool now so so uh, long story short yeah it is important to me to have the both side because and which is why i have uh, i am uh, right now implementing with uh, more hardware stuff my my studio my own studio uh I spent uh, a significant amount of money buying all the MPCs. You know, I've just bought uh, a two two thousand XL, and you know, and I have to buy parts, uh, spare parts, because uh, you know it is something that was built uh, twenty years ago. So yeah. you know, some things won't work uh, with it. And I'm like, okay, uh, so because I need to have the, um, I need to have some hardware some stuff i can put my fingers on you know 
some things I can relate to. I don't know how to explain it, but I think most producers uh, will hear me when I say that. So mm-hmm. the thing is, actually, I, I won't be, I'm, I won't start working, producing my tracks on MPC uh, again, you know, because it is way too, too, um, too laborious. It is way too, yeah. too, too hard, you know, but I need to, to have the gear and, and that's why as well, I work. That's an interesting thing. Um, some younger producers nowadays who, who make simple bass music are mostly, you know, sampling stuff from YouTube. Okay? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm totally fine with it. I'm not judgmental. I'm not saying you guys are not true because you do that. My very dear friend, uh, Cognitive, <laughs> does that all the time. And, I, and I'm so great fine producer, with it. Okay. Great producer. Yeah, great producer. Great producer and such a great guy. I mean, that's a very good friend. So I'm like, okay, I'm very fine with it. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, he's got uh, uh, some very, very good tracks and I like him. Anyway, uh, so uh, my point uh, being, you know, for me, I can feel the truth of it all if I'm not sampling from a record, you know, from a, a actual record. Of yeah. Him. Because I need to have the, the sample in my collection. I need to, uh, to digitalize it, you know, for um, letting, um, um, making it uh, through my, my MPC, you know. I need to have that process. So I feel like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I, I need to have it. It is more true to me. But yeah. I'm not saying it is not true if you, if you do otherwise. Yeah, I, know you know what you mean. Mean. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. When I first started producing, maybe 99, 2000, thereabouts, I had this idea that I always wanted to use hardware. I got a sampler like a rack mount Yamaha A3000 sampler, and, and, and I went all this, this rack mount route, you know, EQ, sure, <laughs> all that. And it was really nice because you get to touch it and it feels real and it's got knobs and it's got dials and it, you know, it's got flashing lights and it feels real. But sometimes it would take forever just to get an idea down and you'd get the sample exactly. and you've got to record something and you've got like three second memory. <laughs> <of this sample. laughs> yeah, yeah. It's good in a way because then it forces you to get creative and to think, you know, of ways around. Can I shorten the loops? Can I just use little one hits and, and all this whole process. So sure, there's sure, something sure. to be said for just sitting down in front of a laptop and getting your ideas out really quickly and really efficiently. And, you know, yeah, and having yeah. that changed quality of sound that just sounds clean and modern. And, you know, so I get what you're Absolutely. saying. Having that balance between the workflow and the actual ability to use it properly as well. Yeah, yeah, that's it. No, you, you, you said it all. And it could be a very long talk, actually, because, uh, you know, don't... Don't get me to that because I'm like uh, I'm gonna speak forever. <laughs> because that, that, that's pretty much some kind of uh, some of the things that uh, I am being obsessive with, you know. And yeah, yeah, yeah. But definitely, uh, um, I, I think the danger. I don't know. Danger is not the good word, but you, you, I think you, you're gonna understand. One of the danger of the all digital world. And I'm not, you know, uh, once again, I'm not like, oh, it was uh, so, so 
it was uh, realer before, uh, you know, keep it yeah. real by using an MPC or whatever, or by sampling uh, uh, vinyl records. No, 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 man. Do whatever you want. And if you manage to do some good music, I don't mind how you you made it, you know? That's the point. But my, my fear is that all digital and the ever-expanding functionalities of the software to make music are going to make generation of programmers and not producers, you know? You hear me? Yeah. Uh, because I'm like, okay, there's some young people who can, who are 10 times better than me uh, uh, doing uh, Ableton stuff, you know? They like, oh, they know all the shortcuts, you know? They know everything you can do with the software. And, and that's very cool. That's very good. I mean, I, I'm not complaining about it, but I'm just saying at some point, maybe just take time to, to think about it uh, because I don't want a software to make music instead of me, you know? That's what I'm saying. I like that. I like that. I respect that. So if you had one bit of advice for a new producer who's just looking to start, would that be it? Yeah, yeah, probably. Because I, I would say... Guys, uh, don't try to, you know, um, it's just a tool. Use things as a tool and the main focus has to be the music and, and the sound. And I, I, I mean, we have such classic records that have been made on uh, MPCs, you know, everything on MPCs from bass line to the sample chop to the drums. And okay, that, that was another um, another time. And I'm fine with it, sure, sure. But as you said it, uh, when you have a little, a little less uh, tools, you are forced to being more creative and to find ways, you know, to, um, you know, to to get to get the difficulty away. So, so think about your song and don't think about because we we don't want producer to also like uh, some kind of uh, uh, Ableton generic song, you know, you, you yeah. hear me. I'm like, okay, that's very cool, man. You you know all the all the function. You 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 you've seen it all. But I'm like, okay, your son is not really eating me because it's so like the song I I've heard, you know, ten thousand times this year. Yeah. And, and, and actually, I think my 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 advice for upcoming producer will be that will be guys be. In, it sounds a bit of cliche, but I think that's true. Um, try to dig your hands on, you know, don't matter, uh, uh, stick to something because the only way you're going to be recognized for your work as a producer is by being different from the others. I'm not, I'm so far from being the, you know, the best producer. Kids can, uh, can, um, be better than me for, you know, EQing for, you know, post-production and for whatever effect you want. But I'm like, uh, okay, but I have a song. At least, yeah. okay, maybe my song is shit uh, sometimes, I don't know. But <laughs> I, at least I, I've, got, I, I've got my signature song. And that's, that's something that is, that's very uh, important for me because I think one of the reasons I was able at some point to, be, um, to make it in a way, you know, uh, to be recognized as a producer and for people to enjoy my work, is that because I, I have a song? I have a typical song. Yeah, you you have to go after that, guys. I I like that because some people make the mistake of thinking, well, if a certain sound is popular, I'm going to try and copy that. I'm going to try and emulate it. I'm going to try and sound like that other producer, and then they miss the opportunity to put their own personality into their music, you know, and and 
all the great producers that you look back on have their own sound and their own personality comes through in their productions. And rather than copying other people, they were maybe finding new little tricks or new little techniques to to, to try and sound different, to separate themselves. Exactly. Exactly, man. So I think that's, that's a really good point. That's all about it. So, all about it. And, and, and yeah, all the producers, the names that uh, we can, nobody, uh, no one discuss, you know, we we can all agree our masters, they have the Hanson. So uh, Primo doesn't sound like Pete Rock, Pete Rock doesn't sound like uh, RZA, and so on, so on. You know, so I'm like, okay, I think that's the most difficult part and the most interesting at the same time. 100%. When you 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 have been able to find your own song, it's such great because then you can dig further and further to, to you know, to get the better out of it. And, and I really like this idea because uh, that's something, okay, uh, I'm such a small artist, but one of my achievements in my life as a whole is that, you know, I'm pretty proud that I, I sound like myself, you know? I like that. And I think with new artists that are coming through or maybe just learning to produce, maybe they've just bought a controller or they've just got a copy of Ableton or Reason or Fruity Loops and they're just trying to write a few beats. They almost lose that confidence if, you know, if they're not instantly recognised, you know, if they, yeah. you know, if the, first it, track, yes. if the first track they write is crap and no one listens to it. They lose confidence mm. and, and then that's when they try to copy people. They go, oh, well, that track's popular, so I'll, I maybe write a track to sound. And they start chasing that popularity, <laughs> don't they? Rather than just doing their own thing and then attracting yeah. attracting fans that are interested in them. And, you know, like you say, it's a big life achievement to actually make your sound your sound. You know, I respect that. What, what, whatever it is, man, I'm not judging, you know, my own sound. I'm like, I'm, do, I'm not saying... This is this song is good. I'm just saying this is my horn, but you know, uh, you can say, "Oh, your son is shit, man." I, I, I'm okay with that, actually. But, but it's you know, yours. <laughs> but it's mine. Yeah, yeah. It's mine. <laughs> I like that. Like, uh, so we've got a few quick questions. This is just like a little quick fire round that we do. Okay. Whiskey, beer, or wine? Um, whiskey. Whiskey. What whiskey? Yeah, I jumped nice. the and I'm fine. Yeah, nice. If you could only do one thing in the future, would it be tour or studio? Um, probably studio. Oh, <laughs> what was the first first hip hop album you ever bought? Oh, that's a good one. Um, um most most probably a Cypress Hill album. Which one? Temples of Boom. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, surely. That's a good album. <laughs> <laughs> because you know I was a metalhead and for metalhead uh, when I was growing up in the 90s the only one uh, rap group that was being available uh, being acceptable was uh, Cypress at some point and, yeah, and the BC Boys yeah. they did very well to sort of cross those boundaries didn't they yeah that's it and and, and then the, the first one the first one that really hit me uh, very powerfully you know as a song as well uh, was uh, Ilmatic, uh, the Nasimatic. Ah, that's a good yeah. point, actually. Hey, do you know who else crossed that boundary a little bit? Buster Rhymes. And he started... Oh, he, yeah. He did a little bit of crossover stuff later on, didn't he? Sure, 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 sure. So that was your first album you ever bought. What was the most recent album you got sent from a friend? Okay, I can tell. Uh, just let me look at my playlist because I have a playlist where I 
I put all the thing I am listening currently. Oh, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. You you want something recent because I, I, I'm watching my playlist. It is all about Jill Scott, Eric Abadou, uh, Dilla, And I'm like, okay, <laughs> I'm trying to find something recent. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it's um, something from uh, Mick Jenkins. Nice. Uh, oh, there's another track I've been listening to a lot uh, recently. Uh, something from uh, Isaiah Rashad and uh, For the Squad. Is a, it is a title of the, of the track. Nice. So out of the, your local French scene within the, your friends and your peers and people that you produce with, is there any shout-outs you'd like to give people that the fans that are listening should go and check out? Okay, sure, man. Uh, we already speak about him, but I, w- I will do it once again. My man, Cognitive. If you don't know him, he's a French producer. He has quite a similar parallel, you know, career as uh, as mine. So if you're looking for soul uh, and very entertaining, entertaining beats um, with some kind of uh, that reminisce um, the best of our um, oh, Fatboy Slim, then you can you can go for it. Nice. I have my I have uh, the GOG. He's another French beatmaker, uh, very cool, the, an, old, an old cat of the scene. I think uh, everyone loves the G. Nice. Um, you've got Altarba, uh, you've got uh, uh, Oursan Plus. Uh, Oursan Plus are great. They're making a very uh, classic hip-hop jazz beat, but they're really, really nailing it, yeah. Boogie Bajik, very nice project as well. Um, I remixed it uh, twice, actually, and very cool. Uh, my man, uh, Paul Dour, from uh, Belgium as well. Uh, nice. Paul Dour, such, uh, such, uh, he has uh, great bangers, you know. So people that want to hear your stuff, obviously we've spoken about YouTube and the fact that you're active on there. We'll put links yeah. in the comment. We'll put links in the comments when we post this, but where... Can people find your stuff? Mostly, uh, guys, if you want to support my stuff, if you want first, hear it, you can go to some cloud or Bandcamp. Uh, I think all my tracks, or pretty much all my tracks, even more than uh, uh, on SoundCloud. And uh, if you want to support me by listening my my stuff, uh, the very good thing to do is listening to me on Spotify, Apple Music, or Deezer, whatever. I actually like to... Um, Mention it because most of the people don't know it, but they, they believe that the you know uh, streaming platform are all for the big uh, artists. And actually, people have to know that for independent artists, this platform game changing, especially when you're not touring like uh, right now. <laughs> yeah, um, we we can still uh, afford to 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 live by our music. Uh, thanks to the royalties we we gain on this platform. So, whatever. What I'm so saying if, is, if you, guys... If you're listening and you want to listen to more music, head over to Spotify and we'll put the links in the comments below. That's very cool. And But if you want to dig more stuff from me, because my tribute series aren't on the Spotify, so you can go to my uh, SoundCloud Banken pages and you can... Have, uh, have it all for free, guys. Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. So what does the future <laughs> yeah. hold? What does the next six months hold? Just uh, I want to release new music and uh, I am, you know, I, I feel inspired right now. So 
I'm I'm working on a new uh, proletaire uh, EP. You know, I think it, it will be out uh, in uh, short, <laughs> in uh, quite short term. Yeah. Don't don't say exactly when. <laughs> no, no, I, I can't because man, I, I'm so bad at deadlines. So I. You've got a family as well, so I don't think anybody anybody minds. Everyone's just really looking forward to it anyway. So, uh, yeah, that's the real life, you know. <laughs> that's that's the real life. That's the end of our questions, mate. It's been lovely talking. Thanks, Chris. Thanks a lot, man. Uh, once again, guys, it's been a pleasure uh, talking with you. Thank you for joining us on the Prohibition Radio Show. And listen, sure. when this lockdown is finished, we're going to do our best to get you over up to uh, Northern England and. You know, hopefully we'll be able to share a whiskey together. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd like that, man. Definitely. <laughs> Thank you, sir. You stay safe. Look after yourself. Yeah, same for you, man. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hashtag Prohibition MCR. You've just been listening to Prohibition's exclusive interview with Prolita. If you'd like to listen to his guest mix, then you need to head over to our YouTube channel, that's Prohibition Manchester, or Mixcloud forward slash Prohibition MCR. Massive thanks to Ben for taking the time out of his busy schedule to be a part of our show. That's all for me, and I shall see you on the 17th of July for an exclusive Bart and Baker interview. Hey, buddy, do you like to swing? Come with me. You're listening to Emma Claire, the best of all things, swinging that prohibition radio. radio.